Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Jay out today is just Key and me. You can join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. And you can be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper in college football season. Without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Good morning, Key. What's happening? Early in the morning, other than the Yankees getting smacked? Yeah, they got smacked. I mean, thir- they, they were in Cleveland two days ago. Uh-oh. No, or three days ago in Cleveland. Here comes the excuse me. Bronx la- uh, two days ago, and then last night in Houston. Cleveland, that, three days, three different cities. I've Why, done that. Man? You didn't play three different games on those three days. I worked just as hard. The stress. Yeah, baseball is not exactly like football, is it? <laughs> no, I'm talking about I'm talking about here. Yeah, so I'm saying, in, I'm saying this is. It. I was in New York. Yeah, then I went to Chicago. Yeah, then I went to Utah. Yeah, then I came back to New York. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm still winning. This is about as physically. <laughs> this is closer to being as physically taxing as baseball than baseball is to football. Right? <laughs> but uh, anyway, the, the Yankees lose to the Astros four to two. Verlander, who the Yankees wanted to acquire years ago and weren't willing to give up enough pieces to go get him. Everybody it, wanted Verlander. Yeah, and, but the Astros pulled the trigger, and they've been in the ALCS for six straight years. And you know, it's a look. They, they were favored for good reason. They're at home. They have the Cy Young Award winner probably on the staff. He does well against the Yankees in the playoffs. The Yankees are playing three games in three nights in three different towns. And I thought Tyon hung in there. They scored a little bit off the bullpen. They take game one. You know, and I would love to see the Yankees win, win it all and, and get an opportunity to. But the fact that Dusty Baker's the manager of the Houston like Astros, it, it's very hard for me to root. Or not necessarily even root, but just yeah. – yeah, I'm satisfied, right? Even though I know Houston would did what they did to the Dodgers and the Yankees in the past, he had nothing to do with that. Yeah. I just want to see Dusty get one. Finally, yo, right? Let's yeah. just see if he can get it. Dusty's easy to root for. He's an excellent manager. But on top of that, you grew up rooting for Dusty Baker playing left oh field for the Dodgers. I couldn't wait as a kid to throw bubble gum out in left field to him because back in that day, all the fans would throw uh, Hubba Bubba and Yumma Bubba and all yeah. that stuff. Out in the left field, and the games would be delayed. People would have to go. Kids would have to go out there and pick it all up. So yeah, yeah. So so anyway, so Dusty Baker. Speaking of Dusty Baker, you know, because Verlander, even though he pitched well, he got out of jams. His, you know, he, the Yankees did what we thought. They got his pitch count up a little bit. They got him into a little trouble. He worked out of it. Here's Dusty Baker, the Astros manager, on Verlander overcoming a rough start. It was big of him to pitch out of trouble. You know, when he got the strikeout to Donaldson, and. uh uh, boy, that was that was huge because, like, uh, I mean, this guy, he can get out of trouble. And then the strikeout to Carpenter, um, you know, he dialed it up. Um, he got it together. He was actually better between 80 and 100 than he was prior to that. And, uh, you know, he was he was uh, dealing. Yeah, that and that he was dealing once things calmed down for him a little bit there. But like we talked to Jessica Mendoza yesterday about get that pitch count up make it a little rough, and then at that point in time, you'll have an opportunity when you get him out and go to the bullpen. Yeah, and but by the way, they, they did a lot of that, but Verlander, because he's a future Hall of Famer, in those critical moments where another guy walks a guy and his pitch count goes higher, he gives up the hit and the run scores, Verlander got out of it with some wicked stuff, and he was mentally very tough, and look, they won. I, I'm encouraged in a way, Key, as a Yankees fan, only because 
if the Yankees would have somehow won game one, given what I said, three different cities, three different nights, their, their worst starter in their playoff rotation against the, the Astros' best on the road, if the Yankees could have won that game, that was huge. The fact that they even made it competitive like that, I'm all right. Now they just got to steal one. They got to steal game two on the road. The road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Coverage of Yankees and Astros game two starts at 7 p.m. the first time that Cooper Rush really looked like the backup quarterback. He lets it fly. It's intercepted by Slay. Second pick of the game. They challenged every throw. I want to say his three of his first six passes were contested. Snap is back. Four-man rush with a twist. He steps up in the pocket, throws it out, almost intercepted again. For crying out loud. <laughs> Enough. Dak Prescott has been medically cleared for full practice, Key. You want to hear from Mike McCarthy, Cowboys head coach? Yeah, I want to hear from Mike. <laughs> Let's hear from him. I mean, number one, just stay stay clear, you know, medically, which, you know, everything has been excellent uh, to date. And then just really just the, the time clock. He's just got to get his timing back. So, I mean, I I think like any any player that comes back from return to play, there's the timing component, regardless of your position. He had a full workout in Philadelphia, and we're doing everything we can to, you know, to make sure that we're giving him an opportunity to be ready. So we'll do the same thing today. Key, how's the Cowboys' offense changed with Dak back? Well, it, it will change slightly, but it does not need to change overall. If you think about Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup. See, that's the problem with these Coopers. Coopers Cooper man. Rush. What? If you think about Cooper Rush, he was eventually going to run out of steam. And it, and it was the Philadelphia Eagles. And they went into the Philadelphia Eagles game with the same game plan. They can go into every single game the rest of the year with Dak Prescott with the same Cooper Rush game plan. The difference is he has a little more umph. They couldn't go to the umph with Cooper Rush because, they, first of all, number one, they can't trust him. So they had to keep things nice and tight. It allows them to grow a little bit in terms of the house. The house is a certain size right now, but they want to get to a mansion. They can with Dak Prescott, but they don't need to. What did you you describe the couple throws that Cooper Cup didn't make? Cooper Cup, there you I go. I did it again. That <laughs> Cooper Rush didn't make that Dak would have. Can you get back into that? Well, it's more about certain things from a vertical stretch game. You know, a lot of times with Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, with Dak Prescott, the play-action pass game when the run game is working with Ezekiel Elliott, who's healthy this year, who wasn't healthy last year, okay? Let's face it, he's, much, he's a much better running back this year. When you put the ball in the belly and he pulls it out, and all of a sudden you got CeeDee Lamb on a deep cross or a post, and you got Michael Gallup coming underneath on some sort of deep pass, Dak Prescott can make that throw. And they feel comfortable. You can zip it in there. You're not going to throw a little lollipop. You can zip it in there, and it's not a water pistol. And I think not only that, the decision-making on Dak Prescott's side is probably better than Cooper Rush's. So you have the ability as a coaching staff to widen your play call sheet. You don't have to use it, though. And that's the problem that I – the fear that I have for the Dallas Cowboys is that all of a sudden, Kellen Moore gets happy again and not bored – with the Cooper Rush game plan, because as an offensive coordinator, you know you got some certain toys and you get all giddy about it. You want to play with them fresh out the, the box. And now you got this quarterback back there and you're looking and you're going, mm, that looks real good. Let's do that. And that's when you get into trouble. Instead of saying our base foundation is this right now, defense, run the football, and every now and then our quarterback can be 19 to 23 for 200 yards and a touchdown. But if we need, Late fourth quarter comeback against 
the Eagles. Third down. He can do yeah, it. Third and long. He can make the big play. This is, you know what the formula is? It's last year's Super Bowl champ. They didn't get Matthew Stafford, and all of a sudden Stafford was throwing 50 times a game. They got Stafford, and when they needed it, he could make the big play. If you go back to last year and you take a look at the Dallas Cowboys, Max, they mm-hmm. were running the ball good until yeah. Kellen Moore got, oh, we got to throw the ball 45 times a game. But you don't need to do that. that they have to avoid temptation, really, is the thing they got to do. That looks like a Super Bowl team if they can do that. When is it panic mode for the Packers? Yes, they could keep it nice and even key, or they could run around flailing their arms and screaming and panicking. That, is it that time yet? Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Key Aaron and Austin Nola, okay? Mm-hmm. They make Major League Baseball history during Wednesday's, it's yesterday's game two of the NLCS between the Phillies and Padres. First siblings ever in the history of baseball, Major League Baseball, to face each other pitcher-batter in a postseason game. Like... Imagine that you're facing your brother. You're up at the plate postseason. It would just be another guy. I so when I was young, I was in I was in like junior high at this time, and my brother obviously was older. And how so, much older? Uh, several years. He was a high school kid, right. and so and I was in junior high. But he was a basketball player. And what we would do, you know, summertime, basically when school was over with, we'd go down to the local elementary school, eight foot rims, eight foot rims for. For high school and junior high kids, if you could dunk, you get you doing something. And that was the big thing. It wasn't the ten footers; it was eight footers. And so, you know, we ran. I guess we would play four on four full court. Mm-hmm. It'd be like four on four full court. But he would never pick me. You know what I'm saying? He would try to stack the deck, and I would have to go on teams with other people. You know, and and. Um, you know, I had to face him or whatever, a little bit slightly taller than me at the time or whatnot. But then, you know, I just got tired of him picking, not picking me, so I had to yam on him. You, you dunked on oh, your brother? Oh, come on, man. Get out the way. It, was, it, was, it felt good, though. <laughs> but, yeah, that's really the only time what I What level ever, of athlete was your brother? Same level, but he, you know, you know how the streets catch up to you after a while. Yeah, right. he, same level. You were heading to the NFL, and he was not. Uh, he should have been heading. Right, but I'm to, saying in the end, he yeah, was he, not. Yeah. He just was, you know, back in those days, you're talking about the 80s, Max? Yeah. It was just, you know, it's all about getting your bread in the right. hustle game. Right, of course. So he was in the, to the streets and stuff like that and, and didn't focus in the way that he needed to. But in terms of being an athlete, he probably was just as good as an athlete. That's Mikey's dad, actually. Mm. So there you go. There's the DNA. I'll tell you what. 
because I, I, I'm the oldest of four brothers, right? But the brother who was, who, who's my, my late great brother, Sam, was 15 months younger than me. So one grade apart, but better at a lot of stuff. When you're only one year different, and like, so we had a record deal together. And I was all right. Like every kid on every street corner in New York, you find someone as good as me. I was fine. I could hold my own. My brother Sam was a literal genius, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it's hard, man. When before when his got, time, yeah. When you get exactly Eminem made all his money. Uh, uh, I used to tell him that. Why are you letting Eminem make all your money? And 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 man, it's hard when you're doing something, especially with a younger brother who's better than you at something. Meantime, what happened? Which brother, the younger one or the older one, got a base hit? Got a base hit. That was that was the upshot of it. Um, I, I, we'll get that for you later. But yeah, the one the one brother got a base hit off the other last night. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN Two. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live weekday morning starting at six Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Two. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Green Bay has struggled this year, and I'm starting to worry about them a little bit. Hand off Dylan. Fumble the football, and the Jets have it. That's the most impressive performance by the New York Jets in a decade, and it has the potential to be the beginning of something truly special. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Scroll down to live radio. Bam, we're right there. You listen to us live wherever you are. So, Key, uh... Aaron Rodgers had some stuff to say. I need you to take it from the quarterback at the podium football talk to explain to the listeners what it really means. Is there anything deeper than what he's saying? Or is it just what it is on the, on the surface? Here's Aaron Rodgers. We just talk openly about uh, the issues. We're trying to hold guys accountable, hold ourselves accountable. Uh, you know, self-criticism is... Very important in this business. We got to look uh, long and hard at how we're playing and what we got to do to get better. Um, for us, you know, a lot of plays is ten guys doing the right thing and one guy, you know, missing an assignment you know, when we have issues. So we can just clean up that one guy, and it's not one particular guy. It's different guys in every play, including myself. So we we'll clean that up. We'll be fine. Well, and Aaron Rodgers is right about that. It's it's always one guy on every single play, whether it's a good play or a bad play. And all he's saying is. 
he's sending a message to the entire organization and team, including the coaches. The coaches, coaches are not exempt from this. They are included in this. He didn't name names or anything like that, but he certainly can't point fingers at anybody without pointing a finger back at himself. And so I think when you look at it, it's not that big of a deal. He's saying, look, we got to clean up this. In order for us to be good, I need to do better. The coaches got to do better. The young receivers got to do better. The linemen got to do better. Defensively, we got to do better. Joe Barry got to do better. He's just saying how those conversations are going. It's not really, honestly, Max, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's you- Aaron Rodgers. So it becomes, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. You know, I – to have like most people relate to it. You think you're in traffic, right? Mm-hmm. And you're sitting in traffic and you're looking, man, if that dude would just pay attention, the light turned or, you know, go around that car. But there's so many people on the road. The odds are, and you included, someone's not going to be paying attention for a second. It won't be efficient. And now you're back in traffic, right? That's to me, football. There are so many moving parts to get 11 guys on the same page Play after play after play. I imagine, and I did not play for. Never had the shoulder pads on in my life. We played stop motion on concrete. So in you New never York, had right? the, the little shoulder pads during Christmas. <laughs> no. They click when you run. <laughs> no, we used to play. The only time we even played a tackle football in New York, like growing up in New York, is like when it snowed. You go to you go to if you go to a park and you play and you tackle everybody in the snow with the big coats on. Otherwise, we played stop motion, which is just stop for you know wrap someone up. Key, I imagine it is very difficult to get 11 different people on the same page, play after play after play. It, it, yeah, play after play after play after play. I would probably say, if you do it a percentage, I would probably say 66% of the time. That's, that's pretty high, actually. Yeah, 66%. On a good time. team. On a good team. Uh-huh. 60% of the time you get Two-thirds somebody of the time. Yeah. doing everything exactly the way. And that play usually works, and it becomes a thing of beauty. And that's the that's when you see a perfect touchdown, or it's in sync. The offensive alignment, bam! The back hits his thing. The play action pass in the belly. The footwork, everything drops back. The receiver runs it perfectly. The other guy clears it out. He rips it. They score a touchdown, and you see the yeah and the woo because it dialed it up. They dialed it up, and it worked. Perfect. So that goes from coaches have to have the right play design that yes. fits the personnel. Personnel's got to be have to put in the work together so they all know what they're doing and then have the talent I, I to get it done. I don't know if you know how it works, but I'm going to try to explain it to you. Okay, so what happens is a coach has the anticipation. He's not just out there good coaches because I'm sure the Adam Gases of the world will probably do it just calling stuff. But good coaches, Sean Payton, Todd Haley, you know, those guys dialing up plays that I've been around, Charlie Weiss, Dan Henning, we can match a play with a certain situation on defense that we anticipate. We already know it's third and six on the plus 35, which means on our sideline going in. And we know their tendencies is to do this X amount of percentage of the time. And we say, okay, this is going to match this because they're going to be in quarters coverage or they're going to be in cover two. The front's going to be this or they're going to be in a bare front playing man-to-man. So we dial it up and it hits. Everything went perfect the way we wanted it to. They did exactly what we wanted them to do. And you go, okay. I remember being once in, in playing for Tampa Bay and we're playing the Atlanta Falcons and we would go bunch right and we would run spacing. And spacing is a concept where – 
somebody's over the ball, somebody's next to, like, outside the ball, and somebody's in the flat. And we would run that every single time on third down. It was like, can we run something different? So one day we're watching film. As we're game planning, we're watching film. And I said to the offensive coordinator, Clyde Christensen, I said, this dude going to take the cheese, Clyde. I'm telling you. Let's stutter go him. Let's run spacing. Stutter go 19. And I ran the, the little pivot route at the top, the little hook, but I never hooked. Everybody else did everything the way that we wanted because when they saw over the ball to the flat, they saw me. They figured, okay, well, this is it. Oh, my God. Here it comes, but it never came. He bit like a rat chasing cheese. And all I did was stop my little feet real quick, gave him a shoulder move, made him think I was coming down. Both those safety jumps, I went right past him, touchdown. It was, the, it was just like a thing of beauty because we knew that they would do that. Is and that, that's what Aaron Rodgers is looking for. Is that a thing that starts to snowball? Like you said, because I could see your face sometimes when you watch a beautiful pass and you're like, oh, it's like a handoff, right? Because <laughs> you're reliving it. Like how many times you weren't getting that and the times that you did were extra, right? So when I look at your face even as you're describing when it, with the, from the play design to the execution, every it's like a thing of beauty, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay, like the endorphins start to pump in your body. Like, oh, so is that a thing that snowballs? So a team that gets that done a little more consistently, they start to get it done even more consistently because you got to get hooked on that feeling. Is that what people mean, a team with momentum? Yeah, because everything is working in your favor. You know, like the New York Giants, for instance, and Brian Dable and company, they know if we do this – in, in Daniel, Daniel, I almost called him Daniel Snyder. Daniel Jones, what's with these names today? Daniel Jones on a naked bootleg. They know if they do a certain action, that defense is going to flow one way and he can go the other. And, but everything has to align a certain way. With Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay Packers, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get to that point. Right. In the past, when they were 13-3 and three and they were cooking and he was the MVP, everything was at that point because Devontae Adams was there. There was no teaching and learning. Everything was just smooth. Now, they'll eventually get there. They will. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Unless they got just a bunch of dum-dums, and I don't think that's the case. That's why a great quarterback, part of the job is to get lead people in that direction, right? And that's probably why the great ones are always in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Will Hendon Hooker be a great one? Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker, who Key was talking about early in the season, joins... Well, Key is going to sit down for a very special one-on-one interview with Hendon Hooker after the big win over Alabama. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Alabama failed to make the plays when they had to, but Hendon Hooker led his team as he has all year to a victory. Wins the game for Tennessee. They're mobbing Hendon Hooker. What jubilation in Big Orange country. Man, the guy's playing at an unbelievable level. He's uh, the key to the ignition that makes us go, man. They got touchdowns, incredible play by Hyatt and Hendon Hooker. Drives his team down, gets a touchdown. One of the better games that we've seen this college football season and maybe one of the better games that we've seen for a long time. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Key and me. Today without J. Will, we are on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and ESPNU, and you can download the podcast and you can listen on your smart speakers, and we're presented by Progressive Insurance. So Tennessee's upset over Bama is the mayhem moment. Mayhem moment is brought to you by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate Key. You've been talking about Hendon Hooker all year. I I have, and I had a chance to sit down and talk to the quarterback of the Tennessee Vols as they sit in third position in college football. Take a listen to this. Thanks a lot, Hendon, for joining me on KJM. Let's dive into that big victory over Alabama. You hung 52 points on them, over 350 yards in the air and five touchdowns. What did it feel like, though, to finally beat Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide? Yeah, you know, out of the two meetings that um, I've had, you know, playing against Alabama, it's been nothing but a great experience, a great atmosphere, and, and great competitive nature on both sides of the, of the ball. Um, everyone knows that Alabama – um, is one of the you know one of the top programs in the nation, and I feel like so are we. Uh, we just went out there and and executed how we wanted to, and took everything that we were working on from the media room to the practice field, and, and put it into play on game day. That first quarter was wild. You got up on them pretty good, and then all of a sudden, they even the score. And I'm sitting there watching this game as I'm waiting for the USC game in Utah, and I said, "Damn, this Alabama and tied up the score." What was going through your mind at that point in time when it got even? Mm-hmm. I mean, from the from the jump of, of the week, um, you know, coaches and players, we all communicated and understood that it was going to be a, a 60-minute battle and that, um, you know, both sides were going to score. They have playmakers on their side of the ball, and, and so do we. Um, but, you know, just staying even killed and, and keeping my teammates in it, even when we were up by big, uh, continuing to keep our foot on the gas, um, you know, we had a couple hiccups. But um, we definitely just, just stayed the path and played the next play and didn't really do well on, on the pass. Was that the wildest postgame celebration that you've ever been a part of in terms of fan base? Yes, it was. It was, it was crazy. I had to get out of there um, in a hurry um, just because everyone submerged the field and, um, you know, really just trying to find my family and celebrate with them. That was my, my main thing that I was trying to do. How long did it take you to find them? It didn't take me – Long at all, it took me maybe 13 seconds from running on the field, celebrating with my teammates, and then I saw all the fans coming onto the field, so I just ran immediately uh, to my family. 
now that you're taking care of business against Alabama and obviously Georgia several weeks from now and Tennessee Martin coming up this weekend, you are now have thrust yourself into a serious Heisman Trophy candidacy along with the likes of a Bryce Young and several other quarterbacks to Caleb Williams out at USC. When you look at that and you think about that, is that somewhat of a dream come true? Um, it's a it's a blessing and um, something that I that I've been working for you know my whole football career. But um, the accolades and, and individual um, awards you know come second to my team. And and what I want to do is continue to lead my team on and off the field in a positive direction, and uh, you know win games. That's what I'm here to do, and um, continue to uh, work my butt off and and pursue my goals of just elevating my game and get to the next level. Um, that's that's my main goal. Since transferring from Virginia Tech and going to Tennessee, coming over to Tennessee, how has Josh Heupel helped you become a much better quarterback than you were at Virginia Tech? Mm-hmm. Coach Heupel's been great. Um, a guy that's that's been in my shoes, um, you know, knows the game of football to a, a, a crazy level. Um, every day we come in, you know, I'm learning something new from him. Coach Hosley, our quarterback coach, uh, QC, Mitch Matello, our quarterback GA Jerry Perry, um, and then just me being in there with Joe Milton, and he has a, a incredible football IQ as well, and, and all of us just collaborating and and talking ball every day is nothing but um, you know a dream come true. Being able to come and be, being able to come into you know the workplace and being able to do what I love uh, at a high level, um, Coach Hype has instilled crazy you know amounts of, of confidence in me. And so is everyone else around me. And, and for that, you know, it's, it's a blessing. And I can't say anything, but thank you. Uh, Hendon, how much firepower is left in that high-octane Tennessee offense with those plethora wide receivers that you have? Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot of firepower. Um, you know, we only had a couple games with said, um, and, and when he comes back, it's going to be uh, even, even more electrifying. Um, you know, we haven't even played our best game, which is scary. So, when that day comes, you know, which I, I can't wait to see, um, it's going to be a thing of beauty. And now that you, you think about it, you're taking care of business against Alabama, which most people would say arguably at, for years have been the most dominant program in the history of college football. But now that you look at it, what is the ultimate end goal for you in Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said before, is leading my team to the goals that we set at the beginning of the season, and that's making it to the SEC championship in Atlanta, um, and then, you know, furthering that season and, and getting to the playoffs and winning a championship. Um, everything for me is, is team oriented, and um, making sure that that I'm here to, you know, do what I want to do, and that's just be a positive light in my community and in people's lives, and, and I just want to strive to be the best me I can be. Now, who's the better quarterback in the family, you or your dad? Oh, man. If it was him sitting in this seat, he would say him. If my brother was sitting in the seat, he would say him. And I'm sitting in my seat, so I would say me. I'm the best quarterback in the family, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I probably tip my hat off to that right now. I didn't get a chance to fully see Pops play at the level that I had an opportunity to see you play at. But based on what I've seen, you might be the best quarterback in the family. Another question I want to know. What is this craze with these quarterbacks and these big, thick-ass mustaches? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, me, I'm from Greensboro, North Carolina, and, and one thing that we do, you know, we're going to be clean for sure. Um, so, um, you know, the thick mustache never been really my style. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm a clean-cut type of guy. 
No, I've I seen it. You know, Caleb Williams at USC, he has it. Gardner Minshew mm-hmm. had it. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at it. I'm like, now, if their parents told them to put this on their face several years ago, they'd have a heart attack and be whining and crying. But now everybody's rocking it, so it must be something mm-hmm. that's out there. But I think more, I, I guess it might be a social media thing or something. But you know what? Keep doing your thing, man, and bless. I hope you continue success and get Tennessee where I, where you know you can get them and capable of doing. And good luck in the Heisman race. And thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you. And thank you for having me. <laughs> you kept it real professional and uh, very good until it no, slipped I, out. Until uh, well. it slipped out. Where'd you get that thick ass mustache? <laughs> What's going on with it? Th- so, so what do you think? What do you think about Hooker? What do you think about the, the whole program now I've, in Tennessee? I've told you since week one. Pay attention to this dude now. I mean, he he reminds me so much of Deshaun Watson at Clemson. Okay, hold on a second. It is six forty a.m. on the East Coast. Uh-huh. It is the nineteenth, uh, uh, the twentieth of October. Okay. So you just compared him to Deshaun Watson. Yes. Here on KJM. Yes. And let's see how many Deshaun Watson comparisons come out after this point. <laughs> many, trust me, because that is a true comp. He's a little bit bigger, a little bit slightly. Sean's mm-hmm. a 6'3 so guy. He's about 6'4. Henry Hook's probably 6'4, 220. But he's oh, got some of the I same. I like that. He's got some of the same offensive characteristics. He delivers the football in sync. He can run it like Deshaun. I mean, he could literally spin it and drop it on a dime. And I know everybody loves Bryce Young because Bryce Young has been on the scene a lot longer. But I, for my money, though, and I know that people like CJ Stroud, but for my money, I'm liking this kid right here a lot. When we talk about talent, first-round quarterback. Now, look, everybody has a different path. He had the transfer from Virginia Tech. He got with the right system, the right coaches, and the right players around him. And he's a different animal. I mean, he just is. I, I, I don't give a damn what nobody tell me. I know what I'm looking at. First of all, you, you don't really pay attention to a guy's age so much as you pay, pay attention to his size. You like you don't like the little bitty quarterbacks. No, and, and, and people say, well, Hendon Hooker's a little older. Okay, yeah, I want my quarterback to be older. I want him to be 24 years old. Yeah, right. absolutely. No one ever complains about the BYU guys being older. And they come in the league. They go on their missions. They come in the league, and they do well. Wouldn't you want your quarterback to be more mature, more older? I, I need to think about I, – I, I'm going to consider what you just said and try and think if there's any difference between Hendon Hooker and BYU quarterbacks. And let me just consider what other factors may go into people not worrying about the age. I can't put my finger on it. He's we'll so think st- about it, and eventually so we'll, we'll come up with something. But I love the kid. I think he's got a bright future, and, and he's going to push for that Heisman for sure. I mean, if the Heisman was today, he'd have to get it, right? You have to get after what? Well, C.J. Stroud, too, though. Yeah, but he just – you know what? He just had – I'm trying to remember who said, who said it to me um, recently on, on this just in 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. Uh, who was it? So, Greg McElroy. Okay. He had a Heisman moment. What's, it's not C.J. Stroud's fault, but who, what's C.J. No, Stroud's he Heisman. Heisman moment? He just beat Bama. Yeah, but he's been doing it longer. So people probably, and I'm not a voter, but people probably are looking at the longevity of C.J. doing it. This is a, a – Hendon Hooker had moments last year, but this is such a short sample size for a guy like this. And you know how these people if are. If you had a vote, who would you give it to right now? Hendon Hooker. Me too. If I had a vote, I don't have a, I'd have to give it to Hendon Hooker. Yeah. What he just did, I have to but give I've it to But I've been Hendon watching Hooker. him all year long, yeah. and so I could see different things that I like. Well, you put me up on game with Hendon Hooker. Use it like early on. Was like just watch Hooker, and he's been great. 
Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance gives you protection on the phone, online, or on the app 24-7 because things happen 24-7, quote, at Progressive.com. All right? It's just you and me playing this today. Uh, Shannon, come on in and set us up. All right, here we go to the max. We're looking at whether or not these teams are legit NFL contenders after six weeks of the season. Key, I will start with you. Baltimore Ravens, legit NFL title contenders, 0-50 or to the max? I'm going to say it's 50. They've got to clean up some things. And I know they just decide, They just signed Deshaun Jackson to give them some speed on the perimeter. Uh they just got to clean up some stuff. Lamar's got to do a better job of protecting the football late in the fourth quarters. The defense has to start to do the things that they did when he first took over, play lights out to give him some help. He's still wicked. I'm not going to count him out. That's why I'm giving him a 50. You know what? I'm still at two the max for this. My preseason pick was the Ravens win the Super Bowl. I know at this moment that does not look good, but I'm not budging off it, not yet. Now, look, if the Bills pick up – Christian McCaffrey, you know, it's a wrap. But as of right now, I'm sticking to my guns, so I'm going to the max I, in spite of how they've looked. By the way, if you make slightly better, like just make, don't make a bad decision twice in the fourth quarter. Right now they're sitting, instead of at three and three, they're sitting at five and one, right? So I, I'm still at to the max. All right, the Minnesota Vikings, best record in the NFC North right now at five and one. Key, Vikings as legit title contenders, 0-50 or to the max? I, I think it's to the max. And, and early on, I was not on the Minnesota Viking train because, you know, Kirk Cousins cool, but I just think overall they have something going. You are what your records say you are. You're five and one. Okay, I don't give a damn who you played, how you played it. I don't care. You're sitting at five and one, and you got five wins in your back pocket. And if you continue to stack up wins and you get that first, second round by, you're in a better position than anybody. So I'd say to the max. I'm going to go 50 because in the end, I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. Not that he can't win a Super Bowl. I think he's probably he could. But in order for him to win a Super Bowl, I think it has to be perfect around him when I look around the league I see better teams than the Vikings they're good but I see teams I'm like yeah I like them a little bit more so I, I gotta go 50. All right well speaking of teams that have made surprise starts right now sitting at five and one my New York Giants key to the max whether or not the Giants are legit title contenders what you got? I would say they're 50. I, I, I like everything that they're doing they need to show me a little bit more because you know it is the season wears on things get a little tougher Defensive coordinators understand how to stop people. Offensive coordinators understand how to expose your defense. I like them at 50. Let's see what happens before the trade deadline, if they can go find a receiver or something. But, hey, again, here's another team at 5-1. and one. They got five wins in their back pocket. They could be a 10-win team easily when you look at their schedule. The only reason I'll go 50 instead of zero on the Giants, and I'm a huge Giants fan, I'll go 50 because I love the decisions Daniel Jones is making late in games. In the fourth quarter, he is out. He's just outplayed in two consecutive fourth quarters, Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. If you look at the decisions he made and the plays he made, you go, yep, he played quarterback better than those two guys. So I know he's not as dynamic as that. They don't have the receivers on the outside, blah, blah, blah. I get it. That's why, you know, barely at 50. But from what I saw there, and then Kayvon Thibodeau's getting better penetration now, and, and you know, to the quarterback and, 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 you know, the uh, Evan Neal's coming along on the offensive line. I'll go, I'll barely hit a 50, but I'm at a 50. 
right, we're playing to the max right here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. We're looking at NFL teams and whether or not they're legitimate title contenders. The next team on the list, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, currently sitting at 3-3. Three and three. Key, 0-50 to the max for the Bucs still being title contenders. You know, I'm going to stay on 50 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've got some issues that they've got to clean up. Tom Brady is starting to look like a shell of himself from the Tom Brady that we all know and we all adore at the quarterback position. Look, a lot of that has contributed to injuries. We hear, we hear Ty Bowles talking about it as the head coach. Things have got to get fixed. He's got to understand how to get back to calling the defense the right way. Guys have to get healthy. I'm not ready to count them out. That's why it's not zero. It's at 50, but I'm also not ready to put them at the Supermax because they got a lot of issues that need to get cleaned up. I'm going to go to the max um, on Brady and the Bucks because he's going to get his appetite back eventually, right? Like, you know how that goes, Key. When you're first going through it, it's hard to eat. It's hard to sleep. But eventually you start to learn how to, to, to move forward and deal with things. He's going to get his appetite back. He's going to put on a little put – a, put a little that bulk back on. And, and when you look at the weapons on this offense, like I think about the Niners, Key, if, if their defense is healthy, Jimmy G's nice and steady, and he can make a deep playoff run. I look at the Bucks the same way, only instead of Jimmy G, it's Tom Brady. So I got to go to the max. I think they're live, live in, in the NFC. All right, let's look at the Los Angeles Chargers key. Four and two right now to the max, whether or not the Chargers are legit title contenders. What you got? To the max. It's to the max. I think they are legit title contenders with one exception. Brandon Staley, the head coach. If he continues to do things that are head-scratching, they're going to be at home with you and me. Or better yet, I'll be in Arizona watching, and you'll be at home or whatever, but he'll be with me, I'm assuming, walking around, shaking hands, and talking about what a great season they had. Hey, apparently Slater can come back later in the year. That would be huge for Justin Herbert, blindside protection. I'll go 50, though, because of what you identified, Key. Their talent should, is to the max. They're a year away to me. I'm going to go 50, but they got a ton of talent. All right, this is an interesting one here. The New York Jets to the max, whether or not the Jets are legit title contenders. Zero fifty or to the max. What you got, Key? I, I got them at 50. And here's why. Because if they continue to grow as a young nucleus and Joe Douglas put this team together, when you talk about Quinn Williams on the defensive side, Sauce Gardner did what I asked him to do, which is shut guys down. I wanted to see it. He showed me out, showed me up and said, hey, I can take care of business. Take a look at me right now. Garrett Wilson going across the middle. Then you mix in a young quarterback in Zach Wilson. I needed him to do a little bit more at the quarterback spot. If he could do a little bit more other than complete 10 passes, they'll have an opportunity. Teams like this are dangerous because they don't know any better. They just go out there and ball. I, I'm with Key. I'm at a 50 and I would say, you know, are they ahead of schedule? They're on schedule. But the schedule doesn't have them winning the Super Bowl this year. The schedule has them maybe next year making a real run. So I think they're on schedule. I'm on a fifth. Well, remember, it's legit title contender, not Super Bowl winner. Yeah, right, right. But uh, to me, that'll be next year and this year. So I'm on a 50. I'm with you. I'm a 50. All right, well, let's look at the team that the uh, Jets just beat, the the Green Bay Packers to the max key as the Packers being legit title contenders, zero fifty or to the max. What you got? I, I think it's a, to the max for me. And I know they got a lot of issues just like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but they're going to address those issues. Anytime you have a Hall of Fame quarterback zipping that ball like Aaron Rodgers, you're going to figure out how to fix it. Joe Barry on the defensive side, he's going to figure out how to fix it and take it for what it's worth. I'd rather see him be five, six or seven seed, go on the road, have a little adversity, maybe a home game, maybe not, maybe all road games, 
because they've tried it the other way, and it has not worked. So let's go with a little adversity instead of luxury. Totally with key to the max. New England Patriots, right? To the max key, whether or not they're title contenders, 0-50 or to the max. What you got? So here's the interesting for me. I'm going to give them a 50. I'm not going to give them to the max. And the reason I'm giving them a 50 is because Dr. Z is at the quarterback position for me right now. I like it. I like what he's able to do. He's doing everything that they ask him to do, something that Mac Jones wasn't doing earlier in the season. They're running the ball a little bit better now that he's underneath center. The defense is playing a little bit better now that he's underneath center. But Bill Belichick is on the damn sideline. Let's see what happens against the Buffalo Bills and the New York Jets when they play them. And then when you ask me this question a couple Thursdays from now when we run this back, let's see where they're at, and then I can say if it's super or if it's zero. Yeah, 50, same, 50. All right, last team on the list here for To The Max, looking at legit title contenders, the Cincinnati Bengals key, 0-50 or To The Max, whether or not the Bengals are legit title contenders. I think they're at a 50. I don't think that they're at a zero. I don't think they're at a super max. This team has gotten off to a slow start. But when you look at it, the games that they were winning a year ago, they're not winning this year. The things that they did a year ago, they're not doing today. And I know that they went in and beat up on a depleted New Orleans Saints team for that being said, they are at a 50 for me. The AFC, I think, for the way that they're playing, is just too tough. If, they, if this was last year, then I might have them at a Supermax. Come on, Key, you know. Where, where am I going with this? Oh, Joe Burrow, he's wearing a mink coat, and he has diamond earrings and glasses and everything else. So what, what am I giving him? A Supermax. To the max! Joe Burrow! Come on, Joe Thorough. He's got Jamar Chase. They haven't even started to play yet. They're at 3-3. Three and three. They could easily be a lot better than that. I, one thing I know, or I feel, Joe Burrow's going to be living in the playoffs, like the great ones. He's going to be in the playoffs a lot. I think this is one of those years, and once they get there, they're live. They got weapons everywhere on offense. All right. All right. Will DeAndre Hopkins, speaking of offensive weapons, Key, will he be the savior for the New York – no, for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. And if not, could the Giants pick him up somehow? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn J. Willemax. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 